Welcome to the Energetic Radio Podcast. My name is Dale Sidebottom. Each week, I'll bring you inspirational guests who will help you bring fun, energy, and purpose into your lives. Let the show begin. Welcome to episode number 237 with Kim Siddons. Now, I think this episode is so needed at the moment, and the reason being, so many people for the last 18 months have been really upended from their workstation to where in isolation, we're at home, we're unable to have that beautiful setup that you may have had at work. And also screen time is a really high thing. So Kim Siddons is a renowned physiotherapist, awesome podcast, be fit to sit and workstation wellness that she comes up with so many amazing ways to keep active and healthy while working at home, all right? And not only that, we share Kim's story, her passion for movement, fun, um, and I just love connecting with like-minded people that just have energy to burn, and that is exactly what you're going to get in today's episode. So, guys, sit back and enjoy. This is Kim Siddons, episode number 237. everyone welcome back to the podcast really excited today is kim siddons now kim we've had already had a fantastic chat um you're doing amazing things with your be fit to sit podcast physio helping people you've traveled the world you've done cricket you've done everything how exciting is this going to be today and firstly thank you for being on the podcast oh dale thanks for having me we've had so much fun already i can't wait to see what we <laughs> get up to tell you about next <laughs> i'm excited for it as well so um for listeners out there, do you want to just paint a little bit of picture of your background and we'll get into obviously your podcast and um, why I really wanted to have you on the show to talk about, you know, working from home and different ways you can keep active and improve your well-being from your workstation and everything you're doing like that. But do you want to just paint the picture for the listeners out there? Yeah, sure, Dale. So I am a physio, I've been a physio for a long time. My background is probably in sports physio. So I was originally um, a sports physio in Brisbane and travelled with lots of elite teams. Water polo, I was so excited just to see the Australian water polo girls um, do really well and some of the men that I worked with years ago in the Olympics. And so um, that with cricket, did um, really enjoyed my time as a sports physio. But then when um, my husband and I moved overseas for his work and had kids, I sort of took a little bit of a backseat from the sports physio side because I couldn't travel because my husband was traveling. I was looking at <laughs> doing all the mum thing and still seeing some patients. When we moved back to Australia about six years ago and to Adelaide, I started working in a physio clinic in the city and it was interesting because I'm, I'm now working the sort of mum's hours so that I can pick the kids up um, from school and all that sort of stuff. And I noticed that the people I was seeing in the physio clinic coming in were from office buildings around and also some private schools around. And they were suffering from really different problems to what I was used to seeing with elite athletes. And of course, they don't have their own, you know, tr personal trainer necessarily or fitness person, their own physio with them 24-7. So they were really needing some guidance in how they could help themselves incorporate little bits of um, sort of specific exercises, some specific posture advice and how to set up their desk, all these sorts of things. They needed it all um, to come together for them to break that cycle of feeling really hopeless at their desk because they were just so sore, so, uh, suffering from stiffness and feeling really sluggish, 
often quite down themselves, not knowing where to start. How can I feel better when I'm sitting at my desk or when I'm studying or when I'm learning because it's really impacting their lives? And I remember um, one particular girl, Dale, came in to see me that sort of I I reckon changed my trajectory because I just love seeing patients one-on-one, you know, coming into the clinic. But this girl um, came and see me because I was looking after her mum and she was um, presenting with pain in her back, neck, shoulders, chronic headaches. She just finished school and started university, high achiever, done really well. But her whole high school life, she really suffered from a lot of pain. She'd missed functions because of headaches. So she'd had to resit exams because she was in so much of a, um, you know, such a had migraines and so much pain that she couldn't front up for, you know, like a a formal or or a party or, um, you know, couldn't do the things that she wanted to do because of this pain. I was asking her, when did you start to feel this? And she said, oh, Kim, I can't even remember not having had neck pain, back pain, headaches and, and, you know, days off with migraines. And lots of kids started saying this. Lots of adults coming in saying, oh, yeah, I'm missing days off work because of migraines and headaches, all related to how they're sitting, not doing, not necessarily knowing the right stretches and exercise they could do, all the posture things they needed to know. Um, And when that student said that to me, I was like, this is not okay. If students, particularly because they were our next generation, if they understood all the little things that they could do along the way to stop themselves getting to that, into that much of a mess, then our next generation would be set up for success. You know, they're not entering the workforce already feeling really, you know, drained from sitting, studying and not knowing, not being equipped in all the little things they could do to help themselves. And I found the same with um, with people who do a lot of sitting. And I think most of us, even you and I, we have the opportunity in our professions to be up and about. We're not stuck at a desk all the time, but we still do a lot of admin work, teachers do a lot of admin work, even people that are moving around a bit more, we still do a lot of admin work. So I think we can't um, escape it. We're on devices on our phones a lot as well. And I'm really seeing how much that's impacting people in terms of how they're feeling in their bodies, but also then feeling in their confidence levels because they don't feel confident to know how they can help themselves get out of that situation. And that's why I started wanting to go into schools and going into workplaces and and try to just help people understand that there are lots of little things they can do that are simple, often quick and easy, that they can just um, help themselves feel better, feel more energised, less stiff and sore, and actually live the life that they want to live, you know, feel feel great and, and enjoy life. Uh, and just sitting here knowing that uh, what you're saying is so true, but what is people's barrier then? Because we know movement is medicine. We're not meant to yeah. sit all day. Um, these are things people know, but with devices, screen time, going through the roof, um, online learning, working from home, all these different things. What is the barrier for stopping people from knowing the benefits, but not actually mm-hmm. doing it? Yeah, great question. There's a few different things, and I guess the main barrier is different for everybody, but one of them is time. So people will often think, oh, yeah, I know I need to do that 
but I but I'll do that at the end of the day or I don't have time to do half hours worth of exercise today I'll do it tomorrow or they feel like they have to you know get get changed into active wear and you know so it, it, it can be such a big thing and I know you and I are really passionate about helping people actually just bring a little bit more movement into their everyday so that it doesn't have to necessarily be a big deal to get your exercise in. And to be honest, um, Dale, so doing a big chunk of exercise, particularly, you know, whether it's whatever works for you, whether it's before work or school or middle of the day or after after school work, wherever you tend to fit it in is amazing to do a chunk of exercise. But the really important thing to know is that it's even more important to break up your day with little bits of movement. And so uh, I have this mantra of a little bit of movement every often will really help you feel better. So, you know, and there's a lot of evidence emerging now about how if you sit for more than half an hour, particularly by an hour, after that half hour of sitting, your brain is really wound down, your metabolism's not at its best, and obviously you're, you're physically feeling lots more static and stiff and sluggish. So if you break up your times when you're sitting at your desk or doing something more sedentary, if you, whether, whether it's not even work, it might even be just sitting in the couch, you know, watching Netflix or, Relevant. or Netflix, whatever. Um, <laughs> if you break it up into small chunks so that every half hour you can try and do a couple of minutes of movement, whether that is get up and go to the fridge or go to the bathroom, or if you want to do something strategic, like do some stretches and do some rowing, do some something that floats your boat, uh, that you are really backed by evidence, a couple of minutes of movement. So it doesn't have to mean getting changed and getting, um, you know, a whole, setting aside a whole big chunk of time. Little bits often will make a massive difference to how you feel, make a massive difference to your energy levels, a massive difference to how flexible you are because you're moving your body more often and a massive difference to how you can switch on sort of those anti-slouching muscles that let's face it, after you've been stuck at your desk for a while or sitting on the couch for a while, they switch off. That promotes, you know, just us feeling more and more sluggish and more and more hopeless about our own situation. So getting up and doing a little bit here, there and everywhere really lowers that barrier and makes it more achievable so you feel that you can do something good, even if it's only for a really short amount of time. Love that, love that. And I suppose with that as well that you get the... Uh, the physical benefits, but for me personally, yeah. it's probably the mood enhancer. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah, it, it removes that cloud, that fog. And when you get in a funk and you see people sitting, they look like gremlins, their shoulders are rolled in, they've got a device in their hand. If they yeah. pull back, their back would probably crack and be that sore. Um, oh, yeah. It's more the mood aspect of it, isn't it, Kim, that they don't realise they're getting it. It's probably like with exercise that we do it to lose weight, to look fit, to all these different things, but it's actually the mood enhancer that you get from it. So so is that something yeah. that you're, I don't know, in your work that you're really passionate about and when you see it actually happen, that people come for something but they end up getting something else? So what I mean, Absolutely. is, that, is yeah. that what you, do you get what I'm saying there, don't you? Totally, yeah. And when I speak to kids and, and, and people in workplaces, it's it's about energising your brain and, and energising, not, yeah, not just your body, energising your brain. And we know that... Um, 
you know, if you think about it scientifically as well, you, your, your brain winds down and that's why we after a while we can't concentrate. We feel frustrated. We feel foggy. We glaze over the longer we look at the screen, whether that's for work or whether it's glazing over looking at, you know, a show on TV or whatever it is. Um, so actually breaking that up and drawing ourselves away from, you know, that, that almost mind-numbing screen focus um, it is a great way to make yourself feel better ab- about yourself. And I think, and I'm really passionate about that, um, helping kids understand that because they're growing up engrossed in technology. Like I'm old enough to remember, you know, well before screens were part of, <laughs> part of our day-to-day life. Um, and so I think our kids are behind the eight ball because they're growing up from a really young age really exposed highly exposed to screens I know even with my my young kids if I um don't you know help break up their times if I let them sit for hours on end engrossed in something on whether it's gaming or tv or a device or something they completely their behavior changes they completely are in this mind-numbing glazed over disengaged mindset and I think that breaking it up with some sort of movement, and it doesn't have to be, as we're saying, a lot of movement, but something that's analog, something that's not screen-based definitely helps in, increase your enjoyment because you, you're engaged in things that don't involve the screen. And we do know that screen and a lot of that stuff is designed to get you engaged, you know, to get you focused on it. And it really pulls you out of everyday life. It pulls you out of perspective, doesn't it? I, I guess you've noticed that with people that you work with, that you need that analogue time. It doesn't matter how active or even if it's just a little bit of walking around the house or going around the garden, if, if, you're, if you're in lockdown or play with a pet or something like that, it, it actually is really important for us to keep grounded and, you know, really engaged in healthy relationships. Yeah, and I think, like you just said, the healthy relationship with ourselves that to go yeah. outside and it's amazing if you're stuck on TV or computer, time flies by so quickly and you realize I haven't even been outside today. I haven't, I haven't done this. I haven't done that. So Kim, people are listening and if they're like, Oh, I can relate to a lot of things you're saying that at the moment I might be in a bit of a funk. I seem to sit for eight hours of the day. Then I cook dinner and I sit on the couch. Um, what yeah. are maybe two or three things that they could action this week? All right. So, this is a challenge for you guys listening. Kim's going to come up with some beauties here. I'll put it on spot. But what's two or three things they could maybe try? Because like we just said, everything we talk about, or it's not going to suit everyone, all right? So yes. don't be just don't be disheartened if something Kim mentions today doesn't work for you. Keep trying and try all three of these, or however many you want to throw at us today, Kim, because yep. you've got to keep trying. There's different things for different people, um, but the importance is that you're trying something. You're not just giving up and sitting all day, really, isn't it? Yeah, and I would say if you're um, spending a lot of time indoors, particularly sitting down either learning or staying at a desk, try and break up so you might even set yourself a timer. So find a timer that works for you, whether it's on your phone, on your device, or even the old-fashioned kitchen timer or on your um, laptop, and set um, half-hour timers timers so you can break up your block of sitting so that you actually don't get so... Um, stuck in what you're doing that you sit for hours on end. So even say, Dale, when we're sitting recording this podcast, 
So we're sitting for a bit. Maybe as we're doing it, and, and I often do this in meetings and to teach people to do, to do it. So you can maybe um, have a little, um, inject a little bit of movement into the time that you're sitting. So while we're sitting here, Dale, I don't know if you can see because we're recording this on the screen as well. So I'm lifting up one butt cheek and then I'm lifting up my other butt cheek. So I'm lifting, my, I'm almost walking my bottom from side to side on the chair as I go. So at least while I'm Zooming in with you and we're recording our podcast, which is pretty static, at least I'm keeping my my bottom moving, my back moving, so that I'm not going to feel so stiff and, you know, go to get up at the end of it like, oh, my back, you know, like I can't <laughs> move. Um, and, and now I'm actually underneath the desk. I'm extending my legs and pulling my toes up towards, so I'm swinging my legs back and forth underneath the desk. And they're little ways that you can actually break up your periods of sitting so that you don't just get so stuck and so stiff um, when you're actually sort of trying to get some work done. So obviously you can't get up from your desk necessarily all the time. So you've set your timer for half an hour because you want to break up your day and not sit in such a static way. So that's a way that even without getting up from your desk, you might be in a Zoom meeting or whatever, you can actually just find some little fun ways to covertly or overtly, if you want to inject it into your, um, your Zoom meeting, to covertly get some, some movement in so that you're actually keeping your joints going, keeping your muscles switching on. I love doing bits of rows, so practising a little bit of rowing where I stretch my elbows back and get those amazing anti-slouching muscles working at the back of my shoulder blades and stretching out the front of my chest. So rowing is another one you can sort of just easily do when you're sitting at your desk and then set your timer again, next half hour, that might be an hour you've been sitting. So you might actually get up. You might get up from the desk, get yourself a drink, go to the bathroom, maybe even go for a little walk outside if, you, if you've got that much time to spare. And then you can sit back down knowing that you can really be refocused because your brain's going to have a break from the screen. You're going to feel like you've actually, you know, given yourself a little bit of an energising boost and you're ready to sit yourself back down. So that's one way that I think it can be really simple to switch on. You know, it doesn't have to be um, an, a huge thing where you have to go and put your joggers on and don't have to necessarily get your active wear on. You can just do little bits of um, movement throughout your day in a little, um, little low, you know, easy to achieve way. And then if you get a chance later at lunch or after after you um, finish work or study, then yeah, go and do like a something that that you really enjoy. People often say to me, "Oh, it's all right for you, Kim. You love exercise. Well, what do you enjoy? Do you enjoy um, walking your dog, or do you enjoy get, getting on the bike with your with your kids, or do you enjoy something completely different? Doing putting on some music and having a dance, like." And dancing around the lounge room, is that what you want, you enjoy doing for your bit of movement? Because you're right, like it's not the same for everybody. Everyone just feels um, really different. So that's, I think, you know, break up your day into little chunks so you can do a few couple of minutes of movement every half hour, whether it's away from your desk or at your desk. 
And then, you know, setting aside some time to do something that you enjoy with your family or, or as just yourself to have a bit of a break from your family if, you, if you're stuck all together and you need a bit of a breather um, is, an, is an amazing thing. And then just uh, the, the other couple of things you can do are actually just when you're sitting down, like keep rigging, rejigging yourself in your chair so you're not sitting so static. I think if we sit still all the time, our brains tend to switch off, our bodies definitely switch off so that we end up hunched over laptops and things. So um, I love to, to help people out with bits of posture advice and ergonomic tips how to set yourself up. But whether or not you're at a sit-to-stand desk and you are going up and down a bit or if you're sitting in a chair, just keep rejigging your posture so you're right back in your chair, you're making sure you use your backrest and you're helping your body out. So you're giving it a bit of a hand rather than, you know, gravitating towards the screen and ending up like you're calling it a gremlin, like hunched over, <laughs> hunched over your device. I think we hunch over our phones a lot, you know, Dude. so um, hunch over tablets. It's, it's great to, you know, give our, our posture a bit of a break and change it up a bit so we're not sitting so statically all the time because with time we tend to just gravitate towards that slouching position. It's um, it, it's like we just go back to that default setting. Do you know what I mean? That yeah. we don't actually realise we're doing it. And um, while you were talking, then I was able to do the butt cheek lift. So I, I had a bit more rotation. <laughs> you must have a better core than I do. Um, I had my legs out front, and I was doing the rows at the back as well. Yeah. There are things you can do in a meeting, and and if you've yeah. got your camera set up properly, people won't even know you're doing it. So it's not as if you're being rude, but you're probably going to attain more of what the person who's speaking saying to you anyway. I absolutely love that. So um. Where can we find, because I know you've got uh, more ideas like this, because a lot of time people are like, oh, that's great. I've got three ideas now and then I've done them for a couple of days. You've got a lot more, don't you, where, you know, best ideas to do at your desk. So you don't need to go and put your Lorna Jane tights on your Nike runners or your Lululemon top. You can <laughs> stay where you are in your suit, tie, dress, skirt, whatever you're in, and you can do these activities. So if I wanted more of those, Kim, where would I go? Oh, you can go my website, Kim Siddons Physios. That's Kim with a Y, K-Y-M, Siddons, S-I-D-D-O-N-S, physio.com.au. There's a little free resource there. You can get um, some best exercises that you can do at your desk. Uh, on social media, Dale, I've got, I think um, my easiest is Workstation Wellness Physio is sort of Facebook and Instagram or LinkedIn, Kim Siddons Physio. So I try and put up some things every week that people can do to help themselves feel better at their desk, either move it Monday ideas or work out Wednesday at your desk with water. We can use water bottles or coffee cups, whatever you want to use as a weight to do little sort of stretches and exercises. Um, so, yeah, happy to, if anyone wants to reach out. And, and that's the sort of thing I love doing in schools, like helping kids with games. I know you love injecting uh, fun with games into and um, into kids' lives as well as, you know, corporate workshops. So all the little fun ways that we can start to, to yeah, get people moving a little bit more, moving more, sitting less and feeling better about themselves, I guess, that, feeling confident, I think confident to move um, is definitely a big thing that people are lacking and sometimes they just need a bit of a helping hand to get started. So um, yeah. that's sort of what I like to do, yeah. I like that as well. And do you find, Kim, that people, uh, 
they, they're very negative towards themselves if they're not like exercise comes in all shapes and forms. Like we just did some then while you're talking. And I, I don't think people value that. They think that the only exercise is going for an hour jog or, you know, going mm. for a massive workout or something like that. Whereas little bits each day all add up. Do you find that yeah. people, because they may not be able to go for an hour run, that they don't feel they're exercising. They don't understand the benefits. I, I won't get the benefits while I'm sitting at my desk. That They're really negative towards it. And that reflects in all areas of their life. Yeah, I do find that, Dale, that um, people, and I think we've spoken about this before, they're not kind enough to themselves. Like they really feel like, oh, I don't know where to start. I'm, 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 um, I'm not doing this enough. I'm not doing that enough. I'm doing too much of this and not enough of the good stuff. And I really think that, yeah, if you can just start where you're at and it doesn't have to be a little bit to get started because I know um, particularly in it, it makes me sad when people feel like that about themselves, but particularly school kids who might not be part of, you know, the sports team here or not might not be the, the kid that, you know, wants to be out in the oval running around at lunchtime or they're not included in basketball games because the other kids don't think they're good enough. Sometimes they're really not feeling confident enough to move their own bodies and I think that, that that's really sad. We really need to encourage kids to find something that that they enjoy so sometimes those kids actually they're really great skateboarders or they can um or scootering or you know they they can do things they love you know they're really good at taking their dog for a walk for their family you know and that's that's something that that you don't have nothing has to be a competition unless you want it to you know like some kids are naturally competitive in that way but others are not and um, helping them find something that really works for them, that they feel good enough in themselves to just give it a try. And so I've really loved how some kids that have got, when you, you know, you go into a classroom and they don't want to participate in anything because they're not the kids that, you know, usually get up and, um, and feel confident enough to, do even you know what we might think are simple things stand on my leg or do some scissor jumps or whatever they don't feel confident enough but when they you know start to feel included through a, a game or something that is achievable then they all of a sudden they're like okay I did that and I did it okay and I'm feeling good about myself and so then you can move to something that's all that's the next level that's a, a little bit more involves a little bit more coordination or a little bit more cardio workout um, and I think that's you know start where you're at and start with something simple that you feel you can do so you feel that positive reinforcement you're like yeah okay last week I felt like I didn't even have enough energy to walk around the block and today I just walked around the block I did it and so I'm going to do that every day for the next week, you know, with an aim that maybe by the end of the month I might be able to do, go a whole half-hour walk. Like for some people, that half-hour walk, is, you know, conjures up all sorts of things about pain, not being able to do it, um, not enough time to do it. So whatever you can do, start at something you know is going to be achievable for you so that you feel you can be successful at it. And we know once we feel successful at something that we're much more inclined to, to do it again, do it more yeah. and, and feel you, you know, we want to feel good about ourselves. And so that, that's what I, I think um, 
you know, I really want to encourage people that a little bit can make a massive difference. Don't choose something that is too much of a stretch for you that you know you're going to either beat yourself up about not being able to do it or you're going to feel so sore for the next week that you don't want to try it again. (laughs) (laughs) No one likes to feel that sore and not be able to sit down on the toilet. You you go to sit down like, oh, need a a crane to get off. Sit down. (laughs) I think with that, Kim, it really comes down to comparison that. Do not compare yourself to other people. We're all on our own little journey. And like you just said, with everything you've mentioned, all little wins add up to big wins. And so if you can have a lot of little wins throughout the day, then you're going to have big wins and you'll slowly build and build and build. So I think that's really important. And um, don't look on Instagram or social media and compare yourself to other people because everybody's running their own race. Um, And if you compare to social media, it's people's highlight reel. It'd be the best two minutes of their day, particularly if you're in mm. Victoria, New South Wales at the moment and, and people's highlight reel, don't compare yourself because you're only going to set yourself up to fail. Now, yes. last question I've got for you here, Kim, is um, mm. because I know people are sitting there loving it, but I feel the last 18 months has been a really big opportunity to slow down and evaluate what's important in life and take something away from it. So have you learned anything new about yourself or um, things you do or your family or Kim as a person in the last 18 months? Yeah, I think we've all learned a hell of a lot, haven't we? Because we've been thrown in the thrown in the deep end, and we've and we've learned really that we can't con- things that we thought we could control, we can't really control. So I think um, I've learned to be thankful for the little things, and part of that, um, you know, we were alluding to it before is. You know, I, I tend to be someone who just thinks, oh, I've got to do this, I've got to do this, I've got to do this, and all these things that I need to achieve in a day when actually sometimes all I needed to achieve in that day was um, was to help my, my kids get through their bit of homeschooling that they had to do. And so I just have to put a lot of other things aside and think, no, I've got to slow down and reprioritize um, what I'm doing so that I can be present with my family, present with my clients and not constantly have all this. And it is sort of negative self-talk, I guess, isn't it? Negative pressure and I haven't got to this, I haven't got to that, Um, all these things I didn't do. It's like, okay, I can't even do what I want to do because it's all been cancelled anyway. (laughs) So so how can I just... um, be be grateful at the little at thinking like I've achieved the little things and it's really funny I think I know you're a parent as well and in that in those lockdown periods we think oh what have we done all day all I managed to do was get myself dressed feed people clean up a kitchen and then repeat like it pretty so much is on repeat clean clean up clean the house you feel like you constantly got mess everywhere and you know nothing's quite going to plan um so I guess that's that's when I've really had to lower that barrier of expectation and that goes for everything so so be kind yeah in terms of being kinder to to ourselves and lower the expectations for myself lower the expectations for my for my family members sometimes as well and just be real that um, I actually know that sometimes uh, and particularly towards the end of the day I've recognized that for me to keep my sanity I need to make sure I can get out of the house for, for a half hour or so so I can clear my head. And that for me, I, I associate with a walk or a jog. So 
I get two two for one. I love, you know, if I can kill two birds in one stone, I will. So I get a bit of my exercise in and I can just put on my headphones and shut out everything and take some deep breath, get out into outdoors, even if it's raining and cold. Put I put my snow gear on sometimes down in Adelaide this winter to actually go for a run. I've got my my goggles and my neck warmer <laughs> that I wear for the snow. Can't go to the snow anyway, so I might as well get used out of it. Um, and so I think just yeah, finding those little ways that you can do little things that are helping yourself. That it's it's such a cliche, isn't it? But I keep reminding myself that I have to do enough like put put on my own oxygen mask before I can then put on that those for my to help my kids and help my family members that I dearly love so um, every time I'm tempted to just keep working in front of my desk and not take a break or um, not doing like no I actually really need to prioritize that for my own sanity for my physical and my mental health and sometimes I actually even just put on an, an, an app in my office and do a bit of movement, a bit of exercise, so I can feel like I'm capable and, and calm enough to, to, keep, to keep going, um, to keep moving forward with a healthy mindset rather than just getting so bogged down into what I haven't achieved or what has been taken away or what, you know, all those, how things have, got, have had to be different and had to yeah. be flexible. Well, I think that I think that's really important too. That um, the only person you're letting down is yourself, because we set yeah. these ridiculous expectations. Nobody else is saying you didn't meet this deadline, you didn't do this, but for some reason we're like, oh, I didn't do this, I'm not good enough. Whereas, yeah. like you said, just focus on the things you've done well, and not every day you're going to dominate. Um, and if you're going through a bit of a funk at the moment, that's all right. You're allowed to sit with it, but each day try and do something little, like Kim said, to make it a better day than the one previous. You know, if it hasn't been as good, that's fine. Go to bed and you start fresh again. And um, I think that's the things we're all taking away. The little wins, they all add up to big wins. So Kim, I'll have on the show notes, uh, links to your socials. Go and check out website with different ideas to use at your desk um, and get some movement going. And, and that might be something that listeners, you can then pass on to other people you're working with. That's an act of kindness. And, oh, you might be interested in some of Kim's awesome activities to use at your desk. So Kim, thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, very time. Um, and also we need to check out your podcast as well be fit to sit go and get that you've got more ideas on ways to improve home offices working from home moving your body and just generally having fun yay thanks for having me Dale. it's been so good to chat thanks Kim. cheers